Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, before we begin, the Summer of Gooder continues for just a few more weeks, you guys. Make sure to grab your discount code of PACKFILLER15, that's 1-5, before they are gone. Great fitting, polarized lenses, non-slip frames, and more styles than Sir Elton John. Do you, do you get that reference? Yeah. Okay. Use the link at PackFiller.com. Be sure to include that special one-time code, PackFiller15. Thanks to the one and only Gooder. Hey, you know what? Let's mention some others. Also, thanks. Uh, show some thanks to the one and only Scratch Labs, the home for the best tasting, easy on the gut fuel for your ride. This is the time to always make sure you are staying on top of your hydration game. And Scratch has you covered from the subtle flavors of their clear products, which is also a lever of Scientology, but I'm not comparing the two. I shouldn't go off script because I just basically did. Uh, to the full hydration punch of Hyper. We, uh, that's another version of their hydration projects, which products, which is like over the top, get you hydrated as quickly as possible. You will make sure to stay on top of things. Don't even get me started on the gels, bars, and rice cake, rice cake recipes, and, and everything else that Scratch Labs offer. Get to Pack Filler, click the Scratch Labs link, and you're welcome. Finally, staying on top of things, f- feeling comfortable on your bike. How about descending on mixed surfaces? Is the TV fucking making so. sound effects again? Well, I don't hear it now. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, yeah, I was in the middle of a uh, feeling comfortable on your bike. How about descending on mixed services? Well, there's a good chance any difficulty in these areas could be due to improper fit. That's right. Time to call Sam at Ambassador Cycling. You need to get proper positioning to make sure you and the bike are one. Oh, again, use the link at Pack Filler. You won't be sorry. Heck, you'll be faster. Ambassador Cycling. Let's do this, shall we? We don't have Jack yet, but we have a theme. Still, Is Jack there? He says he still, still doesn't, still not happening. <sighs> still don't. He said still don't, but I sent it to... I don't know. Should um... This is, by the way, how, how podcasting happens when you've got people all over the place and you do a live show. So I'm pulling back the curtain 
and I'm showing everybody what it's like. Notice it was never this hard for me, though. No. Maybe it's just the person it's behind the screen. It's user input. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's totally or a generation thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm the only boomer here. Yeah. I'm wow. typing him to say, use the link I texted you. And I'm the only... They would say Zillennial, because I'm in between the times. Zillennial? Yeah, because I'm right before generation Gen Z, and then right... Or, yeah, right after millennial. I've heard so many terms of what that is supposed to be, but yeah. it's just like you. It's it's a mutated thing. You fell into this gap in between the generations, kind of like I did. Yeah, it's like, like I'm an X, but I'm a really old X. I uh-huh. think, right? No, be yeah. Are you an X? Last, I am the last year of a boomer. To the are the you X. really? Yeah, sixty-three oh. was the shutoff, and that's the year. Of okay, four. okay. So. Oh, we are live. <laughs> hey, everybody. There's podcast here. We don't usually sit around a bar and talk to each other in microphones, but, you know, we just want it to sound like that. This is the Pack Real Live from the Rim Break Bar in the one and only Spokane, Washington. If you are with us live, don't hesitate to play along with us either on YouTube through our chat or through our social media channels. We're on all those types of things. Wow, the theme's over before I even got to the end of the intro. Well, we're in the dog days of summer, you guys. Between grand tours, we're a little weary from the car versus bike run-ins, late night braille rides, and bonking a few blocks from the home. But uh, we are here. Our glasses are full and we're ready to talk about it. So let's uh, let's get to it, you guys. Let's introduce the panel. Gentlemen, welcome. Welcome. Is the TV doing it? I, that was it that time. What was it though? I think it was the TV. It's delayed. The only boomer here. You see? Yeah, now it's in the headphones. Helping him to say, use the link. I. <laughs> <laughs> oh! I figured it out. There we go. All right. <laughs> Professional. Generation thing again. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a total generational thing. <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, welcome, and when I call your name, please let everyone know the dumbest movie you've ever seen that you would gladly watch again. I brought... Can you watch again? What? Oh, Jack. We got Jack. Oh, oh. oh Jack. Jack, just... Damn to... it. What, it. what the fuck, man? I send you emails. Well, yeah, I didn't get any of your emails, but I did take the, the link from the text, and I emailed it to myself, and then I was able to open the link, so... Okay. Go I, figure. You don't spell my name right, I'm sure. J A C K B R O D H E A D. B R O D. Oh, you did it. No, oh, it's not B R O D. B R O D H E A D. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's what I spell, Jack. Uh, that's all I do. That's all you do. Dude, <laughs> English I. English major, right? Yeah. <laughs> I teach English. I, I, I don't fuck around with my spelling. I get anal retentive about now. Anyway, um, so. Jack, the question for introduction is the dumbest movie you've ever seen that you would gladly watch again. And I, this came into inspiration for me. I came up with the question this week because uh, I watched The Gray Man last night on Netflix with um, with Chris Evans and uh, what's his name? Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. It was mm. fucking terrible. It was absolutely horrific. I mean, it was it was just... And I know I'm picking a fight by, by saying this on, online because... I, I did it just for fun on social media, and and I got attacked by some of my closest friends. 
it was terrible. It was cliche. It was so dumb. It was just. I know that I'm supposed to shut my brain off and just enjoy non-realistic films, but this was just dumb. I'm really excited to see it. All right then, <laughs> number one, he's the guy who bonked a few blo- few blocks from home, Mr. Paul Maine. How are you, man? All right, doing uh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about this. Right. I want to hear the whole story right. here shortly. <clears throat> shortly, uh, movie, movie. You will gladly watch again. Uh, and and this sounds stupid because it's a cycling movie. American Flyers is an absolutely idiotic. It's a dumb movie. movie. But it's if it comes movie. up, I don't search for it. But if it happens to come across when I'm searching, hey, got yeah. nothing else to do. It's winter time. I'll watch written, it. Written by Steve Tessich, the same guy who did uh, Breaking Away. Same screenplay. Yeah. Same same guy who wrote the screenplay. And he won an Oscar. Breaking Away was Breaking much away. better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You better go, cast. Go get him, Beloff. Yeah. You go get him, Ginkgo. <laughs> I don't even know what Ginkgo is. Is it a Russian term or is it just a, like a game? I don't know. Anyway, second of all, he's the guy online who pissed himself and didn't mind. Jack Broadhead. How are you, man? Hey, that's that almost rhymed. It should be lyrics in a song. He's the guy who pissed himself and didn't mind. No, he's the guy online. Guy online who pissed himself, who pissed and, didn't himself mind. and didn't mind. Yeah. This is a hell of a start. This is. This show. Yeah. It's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the train wreck shows actually turn out really well, and that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, Jack, what's your movie, that, a really terrible movie you would watch over again? Um, I would have to say, oh, man, it's toss-up between Pee-wee's and Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Blazing Saddles is genius. Does it still stand up, though? I mean, it, I don't think it's fair Remember, to compare I'm a movies, boomer. Remember, yeah, of course oh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I almost said the gods must be crazy, but that's that's genius, a great side thing. Yeah, I I have seen the gods must be crazy once. I've seen it about two times. Jackson knows no clue what we're mm. talking about. Third, he's the guy who did Bushman. I was doing the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Third, I was thought that was Jack. He's the guy who needs new cycling shoes, Mister Jackson Bolger. Oh, oh really? Yeah, they got pretty shredded in the crash. Um, uh, yeah, but um, I'm. Good. Uh, let's see. The movie that I would pick, um, probably the, the movie that got me into cycling was Premium Rush. It's a pretty bad movie. It it's a really bad movie. movie but, uh, uh, but that's what got me in. Yes. I bought it for you yeah. back in those days. Yeah. Um, it's pretty bad, but it's like a bike messenger movie yeah. in New York. It's, yeah. Where they pr- pr- like make the point that a bike with no brakes is safer than a bike with brakes. Yeah, which is, uh, I mean, I don't know. Tell me the difference. I mean, I still got hit by the car. <laughs> so, good point. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah so they just slow you down anyway, which yeah. is a bad thing, yeah. right? <laughs> me, I'm the guy who really fucking despises rechargeable batteries, and I'll get to that sooner. Uh, my my movie is definitely, and I can't believe I'm the only one who said I'm the first one to say this. 100% Roadhouse. Never but, seen it for one really? good reason. For what? It, it sounds stupid. It's so stupid. Uh-huh. But that's what makes it awesome. Mm. Now they are remaking it with Jake <laughs> oh, Gyllen, with Jake Gyllenhaal and and Conor McGregor, the the that's fighter. So funny. And I can't believe they're remaking it. I really wish Hollywood would just leave fucking movies alone. I mean, when they remade Willy Wonka with Johnny Depp, that was the that was that was the beginning of the end because that movie sucked ass. And 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 Johnny Depp, I, I don't care about your personal opinions of him. He's a creative actor, 
But the, Gene Wilder nailed it, man. Just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? No. Okay. Can't remake uh, Princess Bride either. Don't touch oh, that. Oh, my God. If they did yeah. that. No way. That'd be sin. Uh-huh. I could see it happening when, like, I'm your age. It's not like that far sure. in the future, you know, where people don't really remember the movie anymore. Yeah. 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 But are there, I mean, um, there the are new stories. There are new stories. I mean, for example, The Gray Man, which I did not care for, um, was about as cliche as you could get as a story. It's like rogue agent who has a job, who does these things, who's now being chased by other agencies and things like that. And so Jack's talking in the background. Jack, are you with us or are you just yeah. doing I am. Okay. Were you I sanding the floors or what? Shop back. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> we're doing well. Yeah, this we're show. doing well. Let's get to the past week of cycling in terms of personal, everybody. Paul, talk to me about the ride week. Um, I, I'm picking you first. How's the training for the time trial coming? Uh, pretty good. Worked on the bike. Worked on my position a little bit. Um, hadn't taken it out. I need to tweak a few things. Um, and waiting for some parts. I uh, went out, I had, what did I have? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off, and then Saturday I rode. I think that, was that right? Or Jeez. I had, yeah. I didn't ride with you once last week. No. You had four no. days off. Five days. And um, Shit. I can't remember what day that, because my days are, anytime I take a vacation, I forget what day it is. That's the beauty. Yeah. So what day did I send you that picture? I'd have to look. I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. No, yeah. it wasn't Tuesday. It was Wednesday. I think. It was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that one, I I can't even remember where I was riding. But I I, I was, it boiled down that I was dehydrated. <laughs> and I was, I've never got such a short ride. I think I went up, I went up Charles and then Charles Road, which is yeah. a decent climb. And then came around, dropped down four mounts. And I'm, I'm thinking, I, I just need a Coke. I you know and I'm thinking of all these places where I could go and I yeah and I couldn't leave my bike out you where the places I was thinking I'm like oh, I finally made it like three blocks from my house so there's a coffee <laughs> shop yeah. and I go in there and I'm like doing that shaking do you do you have coke here yeah I'll get you a cold yeah it's like one. four Please. bucks there too yeah, yeah it's, it's I didn't care I didn't care if it's twenty <laughs> I was. And I, I just, you know, just guzzled it down. You sent us, for everybody uh, not knowing what the fuck's going on, you sent the, the core of us a, a text uh, with you just lying with your head on the table and a, a Coke, Coke in front of you. <laughs> Coke bottle. And, and I, I was like, where the fuck is he? Oh, my God. I recognize that brick. Mm-hmm. He's four blocks, four blocks from I his house. I couldn't make it. I was that bad. You were that bad. And then I got on the scale and then I sent you the yeah. picture in the last... Four, uh, three digits were six 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 on the scale because <laughs> I knew it was dehydrated. So I'm thinking, I bet you I've lost weight, and I have. I was like four pounds. Holy shit! From wow, yeah. So was it the heat, the intensity of the ride, your life living up will, to it? I'm sure the heat had something to do with it. It was pretty warm, but I can deal with the heat really well, and I drank a lot. Yeah, the night before. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. That was the problem. Yeah. So. Oh. I'm always dehydrated then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go farther than 17 miles there yeah. to really get that effect. So I don't it's, know. I'm working my way up to 20. You're you're baby stepping, man. You're yeah. baby stepping. 
I can't say anything. I only wrote 18 today, I think. No, I got a full 20 in, but yeah. yeah but I, I, I recuperated because I Saturday went out and I did that Troika loop. And I felt like on top of the world. And, and I oh, averaged really? by myself uh, 20 miles an hour, which it's been since so the last time I was close to that speed on the average. Because I think it's over 2,000 feet of climbing. On and top it's of that. about 60 miles. Yeah, it's 60 right? miles. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, was I rode with Bike Fit Sam. Yeah. And I did it 20.1 miles an hour. Whoa. So, yeah, I Whoa. did that by myself. And the winds weren't in my favor this time either. Shit. So That loop is... I it's awesome. just associate that loop with you. That's always like just it. like, well, today's going to suck. We're doing the Troika loop. Troika is an old time trial. I mean, yeah. an old uh, triathlon. Uh, triathlon. Mm-hmm. One of the original We didn't have to mention that. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. 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 It's a great loop. It's a great loop. Um, Paul, I don't know if you've heard. Uh, I saw a post today from the people promoting the district oh, time no. trial championships that they are desperate for entrance. And they say that uh, with 19 days left before the time trial that they need more entrance or they are not going to be able to pull off the race, which is. That would be typical for me that I. It's a common. <laughs> make yeah. a commitment. It's, it seems like it's a common threat by race directors. And I understand, uh, you know, it just. Well, I mean, you've got the it's expense. A it's a time trial, but the expense of road closures and yeah, yeah. I mean, everything that to promote a race. You know, yeah, I, I, I totally understand it. If I had a TT bike, I'd go. But I'd, I honestly, with my clip-on bars and standard road wheels, yeah. it would be a... Well, all you have futility. to do is look to see who's registered. And then if you're the only one or a top three, you're going to... You get a medal. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Very, good point. Very true. Yeah. yeah, but then... And 19 yeah, people. Everybody shows up at the last day, and then I end up being... Yeah. Dumbass. Uh, Jackson, how uh, how's your how's your week gone, and how's the post... I don't want to. I, I don't want to belittle it at all because I'm t- I'm talking to you seriously here. How's the post incident recovery? Yeah, um, it's been you know it's been good. I uh, don't have too terribly much time. You know, I work during the day until three, sure. um, and then by the time it gets to be three, it's ninety seven or a hundred degrees. Yeah, so at that point, it's yeah. not really healthy for me to go out and ride. Um, and so I've been not doing that much. Um, I mean, my job, I would consider a cardiac workout, um, <laughs> but yeah, it, I, I rode once last week with you on Friday. Yeah. Um, and then that was it. And then I got a nail in my tire, so I got to replace that. Um, but yeah, that's been my time. He and I are riding along and he's just like, bam, oh, oh shit, what was that? And he pulled like a half inch nail perfectly embedded into your tire, which yeah. was just did it penetrate through the top? Yeah, yeah. It Did it damage the, the rim? Because I've no. had that even on aluminum. It pierced through the aluminum rim. It didn't I go deep enough. I don't think it went deep enough. No, yeah. but um, I haven't. I haven't taken the tire off. But I don't. I don't think it did. It was pretty small. It was pretty short. Luckily, we we uh, we changed the tire, the tube there, but didn't change obviously the tire. And you, not yet. Yeah, yeah. No, you didn't have any structural problems there on the way home. No, it's not yeah. like we were going hard. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, have there been any uh, outside of like road rash and stiffness and things like that have there been any physical or or even um and I, I, please know I'm, I'm speaking seriously uh, mental yeah I- I- issues dealt with uh you know uh, uh, dealing with a car collision dealing with 
you know, we get to that point. Sometimes we develop as as cyclists, we develop this this sense of immunity where we're, you know, I'm I'm invincible. I can I can weave in and out of traffic. And then when something happens, it's it, it causes that. It's it's a traumatic moment. And have yeah. you felt any of that? Um, not really. You know, it's it's funny. I've one thing I kind of discovered the other day when I was uh, my fiance and my mom um we all what a great thing to say they took pictures they were adorable anyway (laughs) yeah um no but we went out to um like this art show the other day and Mm -hmm. um i was not the driver and i noticed that i get really uh like i i start to judge traffic a little bit differently when i'm not in control and so if i'm not the driver that's when i start to get a little tense and freaked out at times Um, okay but when we went out, I was not nervous at all, um, riding or anything. I it I knew it never was going to mentally shake me. Um, it was just one of those things where nothing could have really avoided it. But um, yeah, when I'm not in control, that's the thing that gets me a little bit. But other than other than road rash, um, physically, I'm I think I'm fine. You know, um, sometimes like I it, last week mainly, it used to hurt when I would lay on them. It mm-hmm. my elbow is the worst. If I put pressure on my elbow, like when I'm trying to move around in bed, that's when it hurts. Um, but my other than that, yeah, still too bad. Yeah, I think it was just like bruising. Oh, okay. Yeah, not. I mean, if I can still move it, it's yeah. not. You know, it's not broken. Um, but yeah. Huh. Okay. I'm no. Sorry, that just is there water think, dripping, Jack? No, Jack's Jack, doing I, something. Jack, I think you had a water main break in the back here. I, I'm texting. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know the mic was that uh, sensitive. Jack, you are actually living the life of a cyclist, and it's freaking me out, man. This is like a sign of the apocalypse. Jack is riding daily, and you text us photos every day, and we got to get you... I got to talk to to our friends at Gooder and get you some of the the, the big dogs because you, you, you know I don't think you have enough pair in your house. I think you have like eight or nine. Well... Uh, yeah, something like that. But and so the wife's out running in them every day too. So she's if I could just get pictures of her. You share glasses um, with your wife? Oh yeah. What? Wait, it's not like cycling <laughs> shorts. That is so. I. I have. This is not like a. a Paul's shaking his head yeah, too. I you agree with me, I, right? I, I, Half the gooders I got from you are, are go to my wife, but depending upon our outfits, we gotta like you know <laughs> pick and choose colors. Holy <laughs> shit! That's a that's a, <laughs> this is mind blowing. It it is. Um, and you've been riding daily. Daily, I, I've missed a um, last week. <clears throat> I missed a couple. Two days in a row, like I think it was Thursday, Friday, because I had contract subcontractors coming over. Okay. And oh, and I helped a, a buddy of mine who moved from Spokane to San Diego a year ago. Or, yeah, a year ago, lived in San Diego for a year and moved to Vancouver. And he just he needed help unloading a a, a U-Haul, so I spent half a day unloading a U-Haul. Oh, you're one of those friends. So it screwed up my ride. Because he wanted to do it, you know, early before the heat. He's one of those good buddies. And, yeah. He's so, other person. than that, about, I think okay, I've gotten, like, kind of shit. <laughs> four rides in oh, this week. Five rides. Something like that. You're a person. In a long run. You're a person who would help somebody you knew a long time ago unload a U-Haul. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. I, I just want to hang up on you right now, man. What? You know. <laughs> you're just a better person than I am. I, because I'm just like, so, oh, oh, nope. Sorry, I didn't get your text. Who? Who? Uh, what? So I wouldn't do that shit. You know, the one, the one thing about it, and it's not a long time ago. I, I worked with him in the field, electrical. And when? When did you work to, with him? When did you work with him? Give me a year. Um, Four years ago. That's know, too long. That is. 18. So, um, but we've been, we've been, you know, in contact off and on and, and he's a good guy. But anyway, what in his previous life to becoming an electrician, he was a like master finished carpenter. Well, I, I'm about ready to do some finished carpentry here. Oh, and, uh, so there's an angle. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. So I don't want to seem too like, you know, good, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did, I I did go over there with no expectations to be paid back. But then he said, when I come work at your house, I already owe you a half a day or whatever like that. So nice. Okay. Okay. Um, Oh, cycling back to cycling. Um, (laughs) Me, I I, I will say about my last week, I participated in uh, the most recent, uh, it's a tradition in in Spokane. I can't remember when it started, to be honest. Um, Not, very long-standing tradition i would guess the probably the last 15 years yeah um a, 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 an event called the midnight century and uh it is it is exactly what it is it is um a bunch of people of all cycling abilities meet and this this predated gravel um so um meet at a at a area pub downtown and uh, at midnight, the ride leaves, and it is 100 miles. Well, it's actually about 94, 96 miles, depending on you know how, how lost you get. Um, and, uh, and and it finishes when it finishes. And and in past years, it finished at the restaurant of the guy who created it, and he he would open early, and you would have breakfast there and things like that. It was really cool. Unfortunately, that restaurant has has changed owners since, um, and because of COVID, and so I, I I will get to the point of why I don't know where it finishes because, uh, but yeah, my pros, my cons of it. I, I I decided to do it just simply because I needed something to ride. I needed an event, and uh, the the course is probably about I'd say eighty percent road. Maybe twenty percent gravel. Would you say, Jay? Uh, I'd probably give it more like a seventy thirty. Seventy thirty. Okay, yeah. that's that's fair. Yeah. Um and uh um great turnout. It was cool to see a bunch of the local roadie community turned out. The ODZ mm-hmm. guys, the the Northwest guys. Uh, you know, yeah, and and, and there's a big it's a big group. Mm-hmm. And uh, two wheeler dealer too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and we rolled out. We rolled out pretty fast. I mean, we made it out to the state line. For those who don't know, we t- we have a bike path called the Centennial Trail. It's about twenty five miles from here to the to the border, probably twenty, maybe twenty. Mm-hmm. We did it in in just about an hour with all the stops and things like that. So we were we were rolling out of here pretty quickly, um, and it was so cool to see the tradition tradition continue those are the i mean the positive things i saw you know everybody was really supporting um a lot of a lot of positive energy and 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 some people you know i saw at the beginning i never saw again because people take 10 11 hours to do it because they're just fucking having fun Mm -hmm. and that's cool um 
my cons are I learned a lot about myself again, like I do. You know, I don't mean to turn every ride <laughs> into a soap opera, but uh, no, number one, um, I I learned that I hate rechargeable batteries, as I said at the beginning, because my light, my light when I last did the uh, the Midnight Century, uh, made it all the way through. We took a lot longer, uh, made made it all the way through, and uh, this time it was flash on me like it was dying after about three and a half hours and I was I knew I was in deep shit because I had another light but I didn't have a mounting bracket for it mm. so my light died and I was holding the other one in my hand to 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 get myself home it's the emergency light you know I thought my light was going to make it five six hours but it didn't and uh and so there we go um and um so that was my first problem which me which made me exit the race in a place that I knew I was closest to home because I'm holding a light in my hand. I'm like, I got to get fuck home. This is not working. You know, my hand was cramping from holding it on the gravel roads and the washboards <laughs> and stuff like that. And so I, I decided to bail. Um, and I, I, I learned, you know, I learned that, that obviously I got to, you know, I, I, how, how do you test for a light battery other than just like putting it, turning it on in your house and leaving it on for as, as, until it dies. I mean, with a stopwatch. I just, am I, am how I an old, idiot? How old was, was I was prepared? Mm -hmm. Four years. Yeah, I mean, they don't hold a charge. You, you would, yeah. you would just assume you wouldn't probably know how long. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like car batteries are, you're lucky to get six plus yeah. years out of a car battery. So, okay. Yeah. yeah it sucks. Probably on the same level. Um, I also learned about aging and i learned about my night vision my personal night vision um we got onto some of the gravel sections and i was like i had to back off from other riders because i couldn't necessarily make out the texture of the road as well as i would in daylight hours and i couldn't find the the um washboards as as easily and so i, I was like and it made me a little sketchy and then there were other things I found out, um, and and you guys might be able to you know either, either make fun of me. Please do make fun of me. Um, <laughs> but I, I got once again I got into my head. Um, we got to we got to uh, maybe twenty five miles into the ride, and then everything blew apart. And there were about I was probably in the top fifteen, prop prop twelve, top twelve, top fifteen, and things just started separating, and then it became this. Um, you're in the middle of nowhere with just your little light bubble and nothing. And maybe you can see a taillight up the road. And I got into my head and a lot of the point of that ride, I was thinking, what the fuck am I doing out here? Uh, why am I doing this? I, 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 I know for the fact that I needed a competitive edge. And yes, you would think chase the next taillight, that's the competitive edge. But it's so weird when you're just in that little realm of just light that I was at the point where I was like, going, this is stupid. I, I you know, I, I, I caught up to uh, uh, Clint, a, a, a really good Hasting. Yeah, yeah, a really good local writer, really good guy. Um, and I and I rode with him for a little bit and he said he was at the with the front group and he was like. I realized these guys are bombing down downhills and this is stupid because this is the middle of the night. I don't want to ride off into the nowhere and just or into a deer. Yeah. 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 Um, and he says, besides I got buddies behind me. And that was the moment that I went, 
don't have buddies. I mean, there were people I knew, a lot of people I knew, but there weren't mm-hmm. you guys. There weren't mm-hmm. my teammates. And so I was just, I was like, eh. And then my light died. And then I was like, all right, fuck this. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. I'm going home. You know, and there was there, that competitive element left. So I, I don't know. It was, uh, so I don't know if, you know, my, I, I think it's a, please don't understand, please understand everybody that I, I think this is a really cool event. But I also have a question about my joy of writing at night. If this was a daytime event, I, I think it would have been different. I don't know. What do you? Am, am, am I just a gigantic? Yeah, I wuss? mean, it just depends on what you want to dedicate it to. You know, if you go in with the mindset of I don't care how long it takes, I'm going to finish it. Yeah. Then I think you're not. You're probably not going to turn around. Um, yeah. and I'm not talking about like just you, I'm talking about just in general. Um, but also you've done it twice, no, three times. Yeah. So it's like, what's really new, <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? So I, I don't, I think if this was your first time doing it, I think you probably would have figured out to like, you're going to tie a tube onto the handlebar <laughs> just to keep your light going. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, if this was your first time, but this was your third yeah. doing something that you didn't have to pay for. So I. I, I mean, I understand it to that point where it's like, oh, it's midnight. Do I want to hold this light anymore? Do I want to do all this? Um, I was thinking to myself, my God, my wife is at home in bed and I could just be cuddled up. Just, oh God. I got home at five o'clock and I slept till 10. I just got home and I was, she's like, why are you home early? I'm like, my, my light died. She went, okay, good job. I'm like, thanks, son. <laughs> And we just, I just fell asleep at that moment. It was just such a wonderful, I, I was just like, I'm so happy to be home. Yeah. Oh. Jack, am I less of a man? That No, that turned into a beautiful moment. <laughs> <laughs> Eternal optimist, Jack. All right. Should we move on? Hey, hey, hey one, yeah. one thing I, I forgot to mention. So today I went on a ride with an old teammate, Nathan yeah. Margaret, Dr. Nathan Margaret. Oh. Yep. You noticed he sent and, the pic- uh, you sent the picture just riding. when you dropped him too. What? You sent your picture was when you just dropped him. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was in the driveway. Ah, see there you go. That's as close as it got to a drop. I was as close, yeah. <laughs> but it was great. It was good to catch up. We're gonna ride again on Thursday. Um oh, dude. I just dropped my laptop. Sorry. Yeah, we could tell. Yeah. So, so it's what like it's on, on was there a lot of glass crashing and all that? Not no. so much. Just okay. sounded like Karsten was making food. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so anyway, it was great. Great to catch up. We got still a lot more to catch up on. Um, you know, just talking about the old days. Yeah. But uh, we were headed into Ridgefield, and and I gotta say, we're just riding along talking, and this group of five i would say retired folk like 60 careful careful i know <laughs> and and well anyway so uh, a tandem and three cyclists uh basically drafting the tandem fucking passed us going into ridgefield nate and i would looked at each other like fuck we're we're just like i guess just talking pace but we didn't even see them coming. I'm sure they like saw the back of us and decided to blow by us. But it was, 
Slightly embarrassing, but dude, no, nothing, nothing. My pride really was not. You get, line. you but get, it was cool to see. You get two people in sync on a tandem on the flats. It is like oh, a yeah. fucking steam train. They fly and right, my, get, yeah. get three three bikes behind them. Yeah, and they just they were motoring. I mean, we were doing probably at that time maybe maybe like nineteen twenty. Um, yeah. just because I know the road's pretty pretty flat right there. There's actually a. a Strava segment for a sprint into Ridgefield. So they might have been doing it for all I know. Yeah. But so it was a nice, really nice ride. Good to catch up. Old old teammates. Good to hear. Yep. You guys, let's check the recent headlines, shall we? This segment of the show is brought to us by our friends at Wahoo. From computers to trainers to heart rate monitors to training platforms and even pedals, Wahoo's quickly becoming the most innovative company in cycling. You know what they've got, so get to pack filler, click away, become a Wahoo again. Let's get to the news. Thirty-five minutes in. Wow, we have, we have an ability to talk, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we can talk. First stories well, we should put under the umbrella of what the actual fuck UCI is the t- the title of the first two stories. All right, the first one under what the actual fuck. Philippe Gilbert has spoken on behalf of his fellow professionals after the horrific crash at the recent Vuelta of Burgos, saying it is time safety topics are taken seriously. Rider safety has been rising up in the agenda in the recent years after an alarming string of incidents. But riders are still being placed in harm's way, according to Gilbert. In the final kilometer, I don't know if you guys saw this. Hopefully everybody yeah. saw this. Of, of stage two of the Vuelta of Burgos last week, a speed bump on a fucking downhill section uh, caused David Decker to crash at high speed and sparked a huge pileup. Gilbert has uh, acted as a representative at UCI meetings and safety in the past, pushing for improvements in various areas. But he highlighted the shortcomings of Burgos, both from the race organizers and the UCI and they're calling for a change. And uh, I, I also, I don't know if you guys saw that. I, I can't believe this. This is not a show from 365 days ago that there was an issue in the in the Tour of Poland again mm-hmm. about a, a pinch point with, with barriers, fucking barriers again at the Tour of Poland. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my question is, is um, just to start this topic out, what the f- hell is up with the speed bump in the final 500 meters of a downhill sprint finish? Who signs off on this? I, I, well, no. My first question is: Should should professional bike racers be able to handle something like this? Uh, is this something that is expected, um, or is this a blatant disregard for rider safety? I don't know if it's a really great idea to put that in the final of a pretty fast finish already, especially downhill. I don't. I don't know if I necessarily see the need for it. I think find a different finishing straight. Because I don't think an, an obstacle like that should be there when they probably aren't thinking about road conditions. Yeah, They're probably more thinking about how am I going to pick the line to beat the person in front of me. So I think it was a bit of a mistake. Um, and no, in, re- in reality, um, riders shouldn't have to really worry about that. I mean, I know that it was probably not one of the speed bumps you see in your local parking lot. You know, one of those like steep pitched kind of ones that are just like really jolting. It was probably one like the ones I've seen, you know, in in Portland or in like some residential areas that are a bit, a bit bigger and a bit softer of an edge to them. But still that's hefty enough at 
30, maybe even almost 40 oh, miles an I hour. I bet it was over. It was a downhill section. Yeah, so, so it was probably 40 plus miles an hour. 40, almost yeah. 50 miles an hour. I mean, that's going to send you into the air. And when you're not expecting it, to the ground as well. Yeah. it's It shouldn't have been there. And they can be removed to an extent, can't yeah. they? I, mean, I, I don't know about that one. If yeah. It could be. But the problem in Europe is not that I've driven a lot over there, but traffic circles and, and road furniture is becoming more and more popular. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to design a race course, you know, or not, I mean, you can't avoid it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's going to be difficult to really find, doesn't matter what level of race it is, I think for them, that's always the, the problem. But to me, as much as I like downhill sprints, Oh. These guys, th- yeah. th- and then the speed bump. That's where you have to question. Yeah. Uh, and 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 Burgos, that crash, they had this loose fencing that Jakobsen crashed into. Almost it, killed it came the guy. apart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they still are using those fences. Those are my two questions. Like, you know, a downhill with a speed bump, maybe mm-hmm. a downhill sprint that's a little more open. Yeah. You can kind of get away from. You know, slide downhill. Uh, but you don't want slight downhill with road furniture, speed bumps, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, as a promoter, it, it becomes harder and harder. Here we're talking about, yeah. you know, uh, even uh, doing the TT, trying to get road closures and all that. It's just getting more and more difficult. So I, it, you don't really want to put the pinch down, in my opinion, too hard. But, God, somebody's got to take a look at the last because these guys are rolling out. The last 3K are vital. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so yeah. that's something that's like, huh, what are we going to do with the speed bump? They'll be doing 40 miles an hour. Now, the on the other hand, many people made it over even after the crash without losing. I think it was just his grip on his hand. Yeah. But still, he would have never crashed if that speed bump was in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack, at what point in your personal opinion is, I mean, we've got the UCI showing up. They're checking sock height. They're checking. Right. They're, they're yeah. scanning bikes. All the important shit. Yeah, they're scanning bikes. They're doing all this kind of stuff. Um, at what point? I mean, they you know they have experts on this shit, and you know that they saw that speed bump. But somebody, in my personal opinion, was negligent and didn't somebody pay attention off to it. On it. Yeah, exactly. So at because what they, point is they, UCI- they the the UCI officials, <clears throat> the commissaries of the course, everything would have already slowly driven every course in every UCI sanctioned race. And they, they felt that that speed bump was, you know, was sign sign offable safe enough. But um, I also, I mean, there's a lot of recon recon done by the teams and I'm, I just can't imagine That's a great the race point. radios these yeah. days that everybody doesn't know it's coming. And hey guys, look out! There's a horrible speed bump at 500 meters to go. Yeah, you yeah, hear yeah, that yeah. stuff, and and I just, you know, what would have happened uh, 30 years ago without radios? Um, they probably wouldn't have crashed on that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's just <laughs> yeah. a lack of bike handling skills. I didn't see the crash, to be quite honest. But yes, yeah, somebody signed off on it and felt like they could. These professionals could handle this yeah. and would be aware of it, and I'm sure it was discussed. So the trigger of a crash, like you said, you know, hands slipped off the bar, bad time, you know, just a bad day, yeah. created a chain 
reaction that that nobody saw coming. I mean, once people start going down, I don't care if the road's like smooth oh, as you're glass. Fucked. Yeah, yeah, you're still screwed. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some accountability by that like misjudgment of everybody that reconned the course. Everybody, teams, the officials, even the race director. Everybody's trying to put on a race, but you know, it's, yeah. it's one of those things. Maybe they had to. Maybe something like that, they should have had some flaggers ahead of time waving a flag. Hey, you know, maybe there's got to be a special sign for road furniture. They do it all the time with circle. With uh, They do with, with the traffic, traffic circles. circles. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there has been a, a couple of electronic signs. You can see where they'll have an mm-hmm. arrow pointing. Maybe they have that same apparatus with its solar power to whatever like a speed bump, something that's rounded yep. or something. Yeah. So, uh, there. I mean, they can't remove all furniture. Uh, they do for the Tour de France as much as they yeah. can. Uh, mm-hmm. You can see the pattern a couple of times on some of those where things are grinding. Yeah, they've been so, completely destroyed. Yeah. 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 I mean, but I they have the, the budget. I'm, I'm surprised by is it being in the finale that it wasn't removed. I if it's out in the middle of a you know 150 mile race and it's out in the middle, you see him go over those all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but to be in the last 500 meters is my understanding. That's yeah. bullshit. I mean i I think that just adds an element of <laughs> like a cross race. You know, it's yeah. like wait a minute, this is road racing. You yeah. don't need a speed bump in the last 500 meters. Talk to me about a moment where you guys might have experienced something like that, where, you know, if uh, Jackson, I might be singling you out because hopefully races have gotten better, but you, know, you might have something in your head where where events have clearly, and I, let's not single anybody out and name the event per se. I remember an event I attended. For example, I remember I, an event I attended when I was when I was a junior where at the morning in the crit, they said to us, hey, we didn't expect it to rain. You guys are going across two bridges. Damn it, I was going to use this one. Yeah, two bridges that, <laughs> that are met. Oh, ah, it, through, well, it doesn't happen anymore, yeah. so we're okay. Yeah. But where they said, hey, if you're going to crash, don't don't stick your fingers out because the bridges are graded and it's and Make you'll, knuckles. you'll lose your fingers. And they told that to us. <laughs> and I think I was 16 and I was just listening going, at 16, I was listening to him going, this is absolutely fucked. This is absolute bullshit. You yeah. know, that they should they should have probably, you know, you can't reroute a criterion, but, you know, what do you do? Uh, so anyway, have you guys come across any situations where you've seen a, a clear, holy shit moment? I can't believe we're doing this. Has anybody got anything off the top of their heads? Um, I think there was one race um, where when we were in a park, it was like a little like circuit. And mm-hmm. um, you'd race up this hill and then you'd bomb down. I mean, it was a public park, yeah. but you'd bomb down it at like 40 miles an hour. Just flying. Public park, mom and kids walking across the yep. street and shit like that. And yeah. it was, I mean, it was like a pretty, like everybody was really well aware and everybody was like watching it, like kind of brought a crowd, but still there are some people, you know, not expecting a, oh, yeah. expecting a race. And um, this is Portland. Somebody uh, wigged out on, on meth could be yeah. straggling <laughs> across the road. Yeah, yeah. seriously. And so when There's we're a good place for a tent. Yeah. yeah. Across the road. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Hey, open spot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Cause when you're coming down, it's like you have no time to think about, little johnny coming out because yeah, you're going yeah. so fast yeah and then also when you're coming up at max like you're maxing out as hard as you can go 
the road condition was so bad and there was a speed bump you round that corner really? it's like there was one corner that would take us into that uh uphill section where you would be going as hard as you can and you'd have to get off and you'd have to like kind of handle the speed bump Mm -hmm. when you're going as hard as you can you have to take in a like some sort of like large obstruction in the road it's a little bit difficult and so those two things together were like this is a this is a scene that i have not had to like deal with before it was it was a lot but you handled it right yeah 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 so it's yeah i had one um well, I can mention the race because it was a local race. Tur- uh, what was it? Frozen Flatlands. Oh, yeah. And we had a TT out at uh, out of Cheney, and <laughs> it was delayed by, I think, an hour because they had black ice. <laughs> and and it, well, we think it's all clear, so, you know, be careful. Uh, so, but um, oh I never came across God. it, but a couple of people hit some patches, but stayed upright. But it's just like, you know, in the TT, the last thing you want to think about is, you know. Especially in that position. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh you are God. going to. Well, yeah. we see plenty of try guys go yeah. down. That's, well, it doesn't end well. It's in their nature. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, any blatant course violations you've seen in your years and you can't use the, the Milwaukee one? Yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything specific. I, I guess I just drew a blank on it. I've been thinking this whole time, even going last, like what what race was was I just like shaking my head like this is stupidity. Other than like half of Super Week anyway. <laughs> I mean, you're you're in fields of three hundred. Super people. Week There's- was an institution, man. We can't bash Super Week <laughs> for the if you it, understand it was, no, what Super right, Week but, was. But, yeah, it, it's, it's it's insanity, and if you love some insanity, Super yeah. Week's the place to go. Yeah, yeah. So that I mean, that just being said, whether it's the crits or 350 people in a in a master you know road race, yeah, um, it's it was... insanity at its finest, and it, it is an institution, and it and I wish it still existed. Was yeah, I mean, because it was for those there are listeners who don't know or in other countries, it was this. Jack, correct me if I'm wrong. It was at least two weeks, right? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, it was at least two weeks. They claimed it was super weak. I think even going on to three. Three, yeah. And you... I, and, I, it was a very series of road races and crits. And crits. And every... No, no time trials, no nothing like that. And no it, that, there was but. no necessarily... There was no overall. I mean, it was... Every race was a race within itself. 
every yeah it's an omnium um yeah. with no like best finisher that i yeah. know of best finisher of you know all of these events you know some sort of points keeping daytime races it was all over the place and and it was just honestly it is is one of the most growing experiences of my entire life and i mean that in so many ways because we yeah. would go and you know i my dad still tells the story he's like we sent you to Milwaukee, um, and you were supposed to be staying with a family, and then you called us and told us you were staying. Yeah, we're staying with some college girls, and in their random apartment, and um, right, and and I, it sounds I, so much better to say it that way. Yeah. yeah. I still don't know how we got to race from race to race. We had no form of transportation. We just we just got to races and and we'd race and I just it was a fucking it, it, I don't know how Camelot. we got to races it was fucking Camelot terms of bike racing where you just went to a race area. we did we we had I mean, s- I, some crazy fuckers who drove Milwaukee, us there you could do the crits near locally yeah pretty easily from that area yeah but but there was also you know. Um, Holy Hill was way the heck out there. It was. Um, and 300 was people on a start day. line. Yeah. You'd start a ride. You'd start a great, you'd start a road race and you'd look up the road and you're going like, I thought I was near the top third of the field, but there's <laughs> oh, easily 150 yeah. riders ahead of me. You can't yeah. see the front yeah. of the field Yeah, on a, on a rolly hill on a rolly course. Yeah. You're like, Oh, yeah, I guess I'll just pack it in for another day. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or was it total a... road closure, or did yeah. you guys have? It was rolling yeah. enclosure. Rolling enclosure. Yeah, a three hundred three hundred man field. Yeah, which means rolling enclosure. The roads like... close the entire day. Yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. much. Yeah, without it's about out. five minute crazy. long field. Yeah, Jesus. and then and then the crits. I just remember crits. It'd be just like. You'd be flying, absolutely flying. You're going like, I can't hold on, I can't hold on. You'd come across start line, and they're like, 99 laps to go, preem lap. And you're just going, (laughs) fuck, no, are you kidding me? I can't handle this. Oh, God, it was just bleed through your eyeballs fast. Gaggioli. I was thinking that same name, Jack. King is super weak. Yep. Anyway. Mostly crits. That guy could do any short road race and crits. Yeah. And he had the, the hair. And he had the hair. Speaking of UCI bullshit, Mariana Vosp, everybody, was the writer who raised her hands at the finish line of the Polsnord Vagarda West Sweden road race. Um, I made up that accent. And I hope it worked. <laughs> but it will be the name of Trek Segafredo's Audrey Cordon Rigaud, who appears in the race Palmares after Voss was disqualified over a half an hour after the race was won just before she was about to go to the podium. I hope you guys have heard this one. The post-race broadcast showed UCI Commissaire approach the waiting boss, Cordon Rigaud and Pfeffer Gorgi, uh, who was third across the line and started talking to Voss. There was a brief discussion, and then Voss picked up her backpack and walked away. And while the Commissaire talked to Cordon Rigaud, who didn't seem to like the outcome of the situation. Um, And so apparently... Voss was in the puppy paw position for a short amount of time, realized what she'd done, switched to the quick, the right position, and apparently it was enough for the UCI to disqualify her from the event. She did not argue the decision and accept the disqualification. And as she said, quote, well, uh, we'll, we'll have to accept their decision. It's a pity, but it's a rule and it's strictly enforced. Usually don't ride in that position. I feel bad about it because I did not benefit from it. But the rules are the rules. Once again, Mariana Voss being class. class. 
Um, I want to talk about this rule. And I want to talk about some of the other rules about what what the UCI is enforcing. Um, but first of all, this rule, the situation, decision to, to disqualify, I'm opening that up. Anybody got something on that? I mean, I saw how short of a time it was. I don't know if it was really like necessary to disqualify. Um, yeah. But... I don't know if it's the rule that I care about. I think it's the force in which it is imposed. Um, just because I think that some leniency needs to be there. I think if it's a, I mean, if it's a couple of minutes, that I understand. But if it's very, very short, I don't know if I really understand that. It's I, a brain fart. Yeah, and yeah. I remember when Richard Carapaz, um, when he did it, uh, he super didn't. Tuck. Yeah, he did the super tuck for a couple <laughs> seconds. And I looked at, and I remember watching it, and I went, they'll disqualify him. And it was like genuinely, I mean, a couple seconds. And I think that, I mean, I, we're also talking about Mickey Shar when he mm-hmm. gave the bottle away. It's just all these type of things that they're really trying to hone in on that seem a little um, like, a, like, a t- like a college teacher that doesn't feel em- empowered enough at home. You know, <laughs> it, not speaking that, from experience. No, not at all. No, no, no. But it's that that's a very specific reference. But I feel like it's, yeah. it's they they don't feel like they get enough power over these writers, so they feel like they have to enforce the littlest things with the littlest amount of effect. Um, and it 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 leaves fans a little bit perplexed because it just it, it, it yeah. it's not saving children who are trying to grow up and look at Mariana Voss do it for a couple seconds. Th- that's not going to affect them at all. They're not probably not going to do it. It's just I don't I don't get it sometimes. Well, that's the whole nature of this rule. Is this rule was created because they didn't want little boys and girls doing it on their bikes when they're at home. You know what? I wa- I watch uh, shit on. I I think I said this in the other show, and I apologize to people who listen to both. But I I watch sword swallowers on America's most wanted or whatever the Talented. fuck that show Good is talent. and and you know what i'm not gonna go into the kitchen and grab a steak knife and shove it down my throat because i see this the the nature of this rule is so those of us at home who can't do it don't do it the fuck i can't ride loud to Huez in the speed these riders are riding so what's the nature of this rule and why does it even exist yeah, uh, you know, I'll I'll touch that, but I wanted to, yeah. I think class act uh, uh, Mariana Voss oh, reacting yeah. the way she did. Yeah, if you're gonna have the rule, then you have to enforce it. Yeah, but why didn't they tell her like as soon as they saw it? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. did they wait until she's getting ready for, to get on the podium? What did it take like a half hour at the end of the race? Yeah, I mean, she was involved with the the whole finish is based on her. If she w- if they would have said nope you're out, in that, that could have changed in the race when it exactly happened. that yeah. changes yeah. the results completely because everybody's going to race different tactics. Are yeah, different. so yeah. that's to me the biggest error of everything. Mm-hmm. Voss did what she did. She was class act, reacted right. They're going to have a stupid rule. And to me, like being an inspector, one of the things that I try to do when I look at a code is what is the purpose of the code. Mm-hmm. You have to think that. Now, if there isn't, it's just because, because, or we, you know, we don't want little kids to stick, you know, 
things in the socket. I mean, we, we obviously have things for that called tamper resistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, there's some yeah. things that you have reasons for things. But if there's, if you're doing it because you don't want people to mimic, that's just idiotic. Yeah. Uh, these are trains. Uh, well, the other thing is. Nobody got rounded up for well, the Tide Pod challenge. You get, you get like Red Bull TV. Yeah. And these guys are flying down the, the mountain at yeah. 70 miles an hour. You tell me puppy paws is more dangerous than having people doing downhill on those bikes? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, there's so many other things out there that, yeah. in cycling in discipline, different disciplines. Yeah. I mean, are they going to stop doing tail whips off of jumps and during cross races because, you know, kids might mim- mimic and they might get hurt? I don't yeah. get it. You know, yeah. you, you got to, that's stupid. That's stupid. Yeah. Work. Yeah. Um, uh, Sorry, I got upset. No, you're exactly right. Uh, Jack, do you have you ever do you puppy paws or have you ever super tucked? Oh, I puppy paws. You do. But I don't. Hurts my back. Not, I'm gonna get disqualified from my 20 mile ride. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, so based on that, I think that's that's kind of a bullshit thing. I mean, I, I get where the UCI has got to like have some standards and everybody's got to follow the standards. What I'm the, totally agree with Paul is the outcome of the, the entire race from the point that that was, was uh, saw where the officials saw that happen. Again, we have radios. She should have been pulled from the race immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if, if that is okay, that's one, but, but compare that to like the, the sticky bottle and, and it's like, at what point do you go, okay, she puppy paused for like 20 seconds. She didn't have any gains. You didn't, she didn't pass me like passing somebody on the outside of a, you know, on a, a center line of a road. Okay. If you didn't gain anything, then, then we forgive. There's got to be a little bit of like judgment in the field and why it took an hour for them to, to go from the, the incident to the disqualification is mind blowing. Yeah. That's like, what are you, a bunch of amateur, you know? Yeah, this is the UCI. This isn't, officials. yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is about, about no, I don't get that part of it. I, I feel like if, if they, judgment call, official in the car, Phil Miller's going along and he's looking at her going, hey, hey, hey. Okay. He, he would have called it don't, right away. Phil would have been on top yeah. of that oh, motherfucker. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't do that again. He'd have warned her. There would have been, it wouldn't have happened the rest of the race. He would have he a bullhorn too. Yeah. And say, you're qualified. done. Yeah. yeah. You're gone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> For those of you who don't know who Phil Miller is, go back into the archives of, of the podcast. And I had Phil on a long time ago. He's uh, UCI, USAC, Commissar. Is that the right but uh but uh highest level yeah yeah, yeah. He he's really fucking good oh, he knows guy. he knows really the rules he does yeah yeah exactly it's so. his delivery that we have fun with yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> he probably has as much fun with accepting the acceptance of his delivery yeah, as yeah. oh yeah you have mm-hmm. yeah. um i'm the guy's a great guy i'm yeah. i'm jumping about three news stories, and I apologize. We're gonna get to we're gonna get to some of the news stories on our on our show next week because everything is continuing. But I I, I do want to get to our topic. Um, it's, it's 
yeah, the topic of tonight's show, uh, by the way, is brought to us by our, our friends at Competitive Cyclist Plates to Go. When you need what the LBS can't get you, that's right. You need to go to your LBS every time. But if you're looking for something that truly isn't available and you're in a rush, get to Competitive Cyclist. Click on the link at packfiller.com. I'm, I'm, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I want to talk about doping. Yeah, that's, that's Jack's computer chimed in just at the no, right no, time. No, no, that's my phone. Well, okay. Yeah. We're coming off the, we're coming off the fastest tour de France. We are absolutely amazed with our with the performances with there within. We saw one of the most dominating performances in the in the most recent Tour de France Femme. Uh and not just one rider, but many. Um and we we've been bitten before. Uh we have been bitten a lot as fans of this sport. Um yet we keep coming back. So let's address the elephant in the room. Um and I'm going to be blunt about this. Uh, guys, everybody out there, is doping gone? It's a really tough question to answer there, you know. Um, I think that – I don't know if – I think that the traditional doping of what we saw during the Lance era is not is no longer around. Um but I think that there is always a an extra edge to find within sport, um, whether it be sure nutritionally, um, training wise. Uh, I mean, genetically, um, mm-hmm. a lot of things can change. Um, I mean, we did see some performances that seem a little inhuman during the Tour de France that make some people. I mean, including myself, go. Shit, you know, take shit, that shit, shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and it, I mean, as a cyclist, it's never out of your mind, especially when watching. Um, but I think that there could be some sort of, I mean, I, there's probably some sort of performance enhancement. I don't think that it's necessarily, whether it be illegal or not, I don't know if I'm willing to make that call, but I mean, there's, there's always an edge to get ahead of your competitor. I will leave it at that. You're you're saying that it's not necessarily using illegal substances, but I it, I mean it, I don't know if it's illegal substances or if it's using excess of legal substances. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like I said, it's it's a tough call to make because I don't I'm not on that yeah. track, and yeah. everybody's saying right now, you know, it's clean. UCI hasn't found anything, and I I hope to trust the people that are in charge. Paul, has it gone? away or has it just simply evolved i think um i think there's like jackson said there's always whether it's microdosing or or something that they found possibly but that's in all sports mm-hmm. um you know boxing mm-hmm. baseball whatever they're always trying to find a way around the procedure there will always be when there's com- competitiveness um there's always going to be somebody going to try and cut the corners, but I I, I lean because everybody's focusing on uh, Wout for one, mm-hmm. uh, he's amazing, um, but also, you know, h- how can he perform like that? And then the speeds were the highest ever, um, and I'm I'm going to approach that, and we've had this talk before. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people are are basing it off the speed. Well, I watched '86 Tour de France when LeMond won today when I got home from work and they had 23 stages 
They didn't have the rest days. Yeah. The stages were six hours in the mountains, six, seven hours. They didn't have that. They're <laughs> shorter. Technology, and I can guarantee you, like, Hatch Hill around here, mm-hmm. in my prime, I was way faster at 48 than I was at 27 at my prime. Yeah. Because my bike was five pounds lighter. The equipment was better. I had more gears as opposed to instead of seven. I have now, at that point, it was 10. Yeah. So they're closer matched, you know. Um, so I, I think people are not taking that in consideration, that technology has pushed it. Diet is a huge, huge thing. Um, and and I, I can experience, you know, I've experienced that on my own. When I eat like crap, my performance is bad. Yeah. Now you, they've got everybody figured out, because we're individuals with super sapien. Have you heard about that? Yeah. Glucose monitor. Yeah which is illegal to use during a race, but you can train with it. But like they're finding different people like, I should be eating now. I, I used to wait till you know. So there's... Dinner time. Yeah, or, or even yeah, on a yeah, ride. Yeah. It's like, this is what I need to take. I've been taking gels at the wrong time. I need to take it like an hour after when I think that I need or blah, 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 blah. So wow. they're really tuning things in. So I'm, I'm always going to champion cycling, and I know how filthy... Uh, all sports are. Mm. Yeah. You know, I I honestly kind of designed this topic based off of that response Mm -hmm. because I was hoping you were going to bring this back up because um, uh, I was was working on an old mountain bike yesterday and it's a steel frame. It's 26-inch wheels and I was going, this used to be my racing bike and it weighs more than my current mountain bike bike even though my current mountain bike is outdated suspension front you know, suspension yeah, yeah it has mm-hmm. front suspension for suspension but but i was thinking about the performance advantages of that and i was just going this bike is so much slower it's a great mm-hmm. bike but it's so much slower and and when you said to me that you know at age 48 you were beating times that you did in your 20s um it just shows how far the sport has advanced and how far it has grown and the science behind it, you know, I don't want to, I, I, you know, I'm sure there are people who are going to say, you know, they're fucking dope, you know, they're dope to the gills, you know, but but we also have to take into account how we've invo- evolved in terms of the science and the study and, and, and things like that. I remember hearing, uh, um, I can't remember who the writer for Yumbo Visma was, uh, um, you guys could probably tell me who it was while I'm saying this story. Um, talking about the fact that his performance increased so rapidly with moving to Yumbo Visma simply because the moment you show up at the team, it, it was Christoph Laporte, uh, about the fact that there was so much science and so much focus. Altitude training. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going altitude camps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and even the, you know, like diet, I mean, we used to believe, or even training, we talked about feeling guilty. We rode every freaking day. Yeah. Now rest, realizing it's that rest sh- is a it's huge. It's still thing. making me crazy that I can, that I sh- technically shouldn't ride. But now day. with with coaches and stuff, based on your you know physiology, yeah, uh, of individuals, the thing is, is some people need more rest than others. Yeah, and so I yeah. think it's it's become more of a science, and that's what's created the speed. Now, Jack, this one's for you. I, I've I've been in discussions with people who actually say, you know, fuck them. Fuck it. Let him dope. Would you be okay with a, with a dope to the gills Peloton? Would you be okay with that? Or would you, 
I mean, how long can we as cycling fans be bitten by, by knockdown? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Certainly not okay with dope to the gills. Yeah. I, the the racing is best when the field is level, um, the playing field. So in the Lance Armstrong era, I I feel like the Field, playing field was fairly level. Yeah. Everybody was doping. And and Nate and I were talking about this on the ride today. The, the, the outcome, if you took away all the drugs for seven years, the outcome probably would have been close. Um, the detail to training, you know, I mean, EPO, if, if, if you look at it, it's like EPO and a steroid will make you better recover faster at training mm -hmm. so you go out and you train harder that takes a lot of drive the winners don't like they already have that drive the losers you know the guys that aren't their pack um they're not driven like lance so so it's a yes the drugs make you faster and yes the average speeds go up mm -hmm. but it still takes the guy that's going to win the tour to win the tour because second place is doing the same thing he's just not quite as driven as first place. that being said if they if they clean up the sport which i i feel like it's you know it, it's it's cleaner um but i mean science and doctors haven't changed you know yeah. dr ferrari is still probably out there you know building up the next uh, uh cycle of micro doses like you said that will be enough you know so things have changed and maybe not detectable and that's where epo you know it came in and it was it's just not detectable unless you really get into the hemocrit levels and the the hey this is unnatural, mm -hmm. but you also have to create a track record for that person to determine that it's untrackable or un unnatural. Yeah. So, so science is, is 10 steps ahead of the, the UCI and the world doping association or world anti-drug association and all that. So USADA, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm not convinced it's clean, but some of the nice things that were said are <laughs> that the training and diet and and knowledge have increased immensely and and i fully agree with that so you know maybe average speeds are going to be you know tour speeds and such stage speeds are going to be higher because of not only the the knowledge of diet rest good training altitude training and all that but mm -hmm. you know unfortunately there'll still be a little bit of that that dirty and because everybody's looking for two percent yeah everybody's yeah. looking for five percent and you get greedy and that's when you get popped so yeah. i i yeah i think there's the riders are probably more scared but um technology on all aspects is really really um, increase in, increase yeah. since even the Lance era. Well, you mentioned um, having a baseline for a person. 
I think I think they still do biological passports. Yeah. So they do. Yeah. That way you can see that variation. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there somebody's gonna figure out a way around it. But I mean I, I think cycling as a whole, we bash the UCI and the whole drug thing quite a bit, but I think they really are. I wouldn't want the fucking job. Don't get me wrong. If there's any sport that works harder to stop doping, it's cycling. Yeah. Yeah. But it is probably the toughest sport and that's why there's more doping in it in order for recovery and stuff. So, and, and to even have a, a a history for a baseline, Mm -hmm. you might be, you might be a cyclist for, you know, a pro for three years and have all this, you know, great, accolades and be out you know like oh knee injury yeah i'm I'm gone you know but so you've got to create a a pattern of you know a history of uh of of three to five years where people are are being at the top level because unless you're you're creating that at the neopro level you don't know where you know people naturally are starting so Jackson, does it ruin the sport for you if if, if riders get caught? Um, I, I mean, I, I, again, we keep we keep coming back to the sport. We keep falling. We we love the sport so much. Um, and I guess, do you condone the riders who dope, or at least can you empathize with the riders who do this because they just want success? You know, um, everybody says, like, either you dope or you don't get to pay for your next, like, rent or whatever. Um, But nowadays, with the top writers, that's not the case. I don't think Taddy Pagatch is really struggling to figure out whether or not he's going to pay his rent <laughs> yeah, or, or Walt Van Aert's yeah. not going to be able Bill's to. not going to shut off. Yeah. yeah like yeah. I don't think these guys are really worried about that stuff anymore. So at this point, it's like, I don't know if I really empathize with it anymore, especially after what we've gone through in the what decade ago mm-hmm. at this point um oh, shit. yeah right We're going on forever yeah yep. um but yeah i don't i don't think i really empathize with it just because it's like um the money's not really a question about it anymore it's not like you don't have a choice it's just that that's the choice that you wanted to make to be the best when i mean i, I and that's not me saying that anybody is doping but i think that um if 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 they are i don't think that's an excuse anymore and so i don't know if i i, I don't i do not condone it um just because it's it's i mean it's a sport where it should be even and i think that now that we're seeing a lot of contenders coming up um through the ranks i don't think i think that this is probably the cleanest we've ever we've ever seen cycling mm-hmm. just because it's not that out and out winner anymore you know for a while there we thought oh this is this is a pagacha game to be to be won or to to be lost um but uh, uh, now it's you don't know about just, every race. I just keep thinking about, and they, they, I'm not accusing anybody of anything. This is a hypothetical situation that has popped into my head. I'm thinking about a rider like Thibaut Pino, where you've got the skills, you've got the gift, you've got the talent, you've got the you know every, the genetics, but you're two to five percent away from a podium mm-hmm. uh, of, of, of winning a Grand Tour. And somebody looks at you and says, yeah, your back's bothering you. But if you take the, you know, and this is Morpheus looking at you in the in the matrix, you know, and he's looking at you and you say, you take the red pill and you're a Tour de France champion. You get caught. You're fucked for the rest of your life. 
would you, as somebody with the incredible gift and talents and, and, and charisma of somebody like T. Bill Pino, would you say like, yeah, I'm going to take the pill. I'm going to, I, I want to be that. I want to be the first French fucking champion of this race. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's so hard for me to, 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 to bash these guys, especially from the years of my, my cycling life where I've gone, I would have done anything to have been a great bike racer. And then to have found out at the highest level that it was just because of a DNA strain of my parents that I can't be the best bike racer in the world. Oh, fuck, that ripped me to shreds. I'm not condoning doping. I'm not. But I am saying that after a specific amount of time and drive and focus, I can understand why these guys would do it. Does that make me a bad person? I don't, I don't. You know, to me, I, I that would never be the angle that would get me. Yeah. Uh, reading what's his name, Joe, whatever is it's dog in a hat. Freel? Uh, no. No. Uh, plant. It starts with a P. He wrote a book called Dog Parkin? in a Hat. Yeah. 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 He, he was a mountain biker yeah. later on. So yeah. If you haven't read that book, read it. It's it's that opened my eyes to. You know, somebody from America like me, and I've mentioned before in the show that I had an opportunity in 2000, or, or excuse me, 1988, uh, to go over there. Um, there was, everybody had, I had friends, family, everybody had everything set up for me. All I had to do is say, I'm going, see you, bye. Yeah. So in 88, that's when doping really started launching. What if I'm struggling? You know, this is what. Joe puts himself in, and and everybody, nobody goes over there to think I'm gonna dope. Yeah, you're gonna do it naturally, and you know that there's doping going on, but you're not gonna be that guy. Yeah, but you, I'm alone. I put myself in it. I'm 20, 26 years old. This is my chance. This is my big push. I've got, you know, 25, 30 people supporting me across the sea, you know, the Atlantic Ocean, <laughs> and. I'm on a team, and somebody approaches me. He's like, you're in a breakaway, and this is what happened with Dog in the Hat and that story. You know, listen, we got 10K to go. You know, and he, well, I, I feel like I'm, I'm coming off the rails here. I just can't hang on to it. Yeah. Hands you a bottle. Take this with 5K to go. Throw the bottle away. You'll be okay. You have that. You're in the heat of the moment. You're getting your best results ever. He takes a drink, and I saw myself. I probably would have pushed that. I'm 26. Yeah. I got. I mean, everything is behind me. Yeah. Again, not condoning, but what would you do at that moment? Mm-hmm. That's the gateway. The thing is, is it took him. A while. He felt guilty. In fact, he felt too energized that he didn't even charge the sprint because he thought, "I know I'm going to get tested. I got to be fourth, fifth, or sixth in this breakaway because wow. yeah. I'm going to get popped." Yeah. Because he said he felt the tingling. So, I mean, if you read people's books, and, and I'm going to add one more, um, Brian Holmes, who Holmes, who's a, a great director, he's from, from Denmark, and he's, mm-hmm. he's at uh, Quick Step. I think he's still at Quick Step. Yeah, I think so. He might be somewhere else. But anyway, he wrote a book, and he said, this is the only thing I'm going to say about drugs. It's kind of like smoking in the 70s. Yeah, we knew it was not good for you, but you did it anyway. And he goes, it wasn't to win. It's like you, for him, it was a situation where, um, you know, I'm not feeling good today. You knew you go to your doctor. I got to survive just one more day. Here you go. Take this. 
Would you have done that? I mean, he wasn't a winner, but he was there to help. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that opens a whole can of... It's not like this magic silver bullet to make you win. Sometimes you have so much invested in your life to go over there and race. It's It, it all ends right today, or you just get over the hump. I just need to get over the hump. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a great point Paul's mm-hmm. making because it's not just Lance. It's not just the stars mm-hmm. or the winner, you know it's it's everybody to keep up and do their job and if unfortunately the pressure to do your job pay the bills uh finish the finish even finish the race for some of the domestiques and super domestiques in the lance era you're if you're not on the same the program stuff lance is yeah. on mm-hmm. you're not you're not healthy <laughs> and you're going home yeah uh-huh. And, and if your career's on the line like that, this is, it's crazy. Cause we were on, on our ride today, we were talking about the same subject. I don't know how this, like this, it must've just channeled through the oh, great minds. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, but it's weird. I'm like, wait a minute. Why, why weren't we offered drugs? Like we were racing <laughs> these guys that we now know were on drugs. And it's like, our director sucked. I'm not condoning drugs. I'm no, condoning. that's funny. Yeah. That's, uh, we'll we'll <laughs> but, give you the comedy there. But uh, you but know what? Point, well, I, I just is, know that it created a big unlevel field um, here in America very much. But uh, the, the Europe side of it, it's like, if you're going home, if you're a, an American rider in Europe and you're going home, if you're not keeping up, then I, I would, I would have. You know, there's Oof. real quickly. It, there's two two friends of mine who went over to Belgium to race, and and make it in the pro ranks. Uh, teammate of yours, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then another guy that I knew fairly well, Nicholas. Um, they both came back when it came to that that push came to shove to make that decision. They came home, and both of them don't touch a bite today because wow. it was drugs or nothing. And, wow. you know, after reading the, these books, I'm like, I don't, I, I would like to think that I would be doing what they did and just pack yeah. up and go. Yeah. Uh, Mike even talked about, he, he had to leave the, his, his apartment and his, uh, his uh, roommate. And he thought about it for a while, packed up his bags and sat at the train station to get, to Brussels to fly home. He had to buy a one-way ticket. He was done. Yeah. He made the decision right in there before yeah. the I'm season sure started. Shit. Yeah. So yeah. if you put yourself in that situation, I mean, as a young person, and all of a sudden you do get on the program, you start doing drugs, then you know everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's on the same level, right? Yeah. Now you're competitive. Now you're going. You're now here at the level that everybody else is. So It's a tough it's, it's a, huge. It's a devil at the crossroads. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what it is. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, and, and I, I don't want to, I, I, I am in no position to judge the people who have done it because I know, I, I probably know why they did it. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. condone it. Yeah. But I understand. Almost everyone who's done it regrets it. Yeah. Every yeah. single oh, one. Yeah, I could imagine. Yeah. You guys, should we finish with some fun? But that wasn't fun. That was fun. That was fun. But it was this yeah, finish was I'm fun. Yeah. The, the fun is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Brewing. You guys know what Athletic Brewing does. Non 
non-alcoholic. <laughs> blah, blah. Jeez, it sounds like you've not been drinking it. I haven't. Uh, the flavor gamut is there. Use the Lincoln Pack filler. Would you rather, gentlemen? We're going to play a good old-fashioned game of would you rather. Do drugs or not? Do drugs or not? No. <laughs> These are bullshit would you rathers. These are... 100% bullshit would you rather. Number 1, and you got you got to be kind of fast about this because we're, you know, we're oh, yeah. 125 into the show. So, Jack, you sound like you're wrestling a cat. Anyway, <laughs> would you rather would you rather ride a Fondo on a mountain bike or ride a gravel 100-miler on a time trial bike? Jackson, probably the Fondo on a mountain bike. Fondo on a mountain bike. Paul, TT gravel. That'd TT. be a blast. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 chatterbumps on your elbows. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. shit! Yeah, like Jack, mountain bike, mountain bike on a on a road fondo. Okay, would you? Ra- I would. I would probably do the gra- the fondo on a mountain bike. Number two, you're completely out of water. Would you rather have malt liquor or rosé wine, Jack? Uh, is the liquor cold? <laughs> we have to a, assume both have to be cold. That's a yeah. great question. Let's say both are cold. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's a great question. That's actually a really yeah. You'd malt liquor it. All right. Yeah. All right. Jackson Bulger. This is going to be an interesting question because I know what you're going to say. Probably rosé. Yeah, because you would. You there's no way you you don't drink beer. No. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also I feel like uh, a lighter <laughs> substance as well. Yeah. Paul, where's the rosé from? No, <laughs> what region? <laughs> Washington. That depends. I'd probably go with the rosé. I, I do not like, <laughs> I hate cheap beer. Yeah. I really absolutely hate mm-hmm. cheap beer. Just dying of heat. You slam I was thinking back. of Sam. Yeah, 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 yeah I was yeah. too. Yeah. I, w- I would probably do malt liquor myself. Ugh. I would. 50-50 on this, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So would you rather wear tube socks or no socks on a ride, Paul oh, Maine? <laughs> tube socks from when I was in high school, yeah. when they went up to my knees. Yeah, you got to yeah. be tall. Yeah, that, yeah, I would do that. Jack Broadhead, tube socks or no socks? Tube socks, but I'd roll them down. Uh, Cheater. A play in the game there, Jackson. Yeah, probably tube socks. I feel like the blisters from no socks would be way worse. Remember the trackies who rode without socks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I'd probably tube seconds. socks that's it. Like one minute. Would you rather ride in a wool jersey or a day glow sleeveless skin suit? Paul. Easy wool. Wool. Yeah. Jackson. You, wool. you didn't specify the current type of wool, so I'll take a current. Retro wool. wool. Ter- I'm talking well, retro. I still wool. take wool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Jack. Wool. I would too. Yeah. Uh, would you rather ride a sheepskin seat cover or a third eye on your helmet? Jack. Oh. <laughs> what? Who? Me? Yeah. Oh, third eye all day. Third eye? Third eye. Good. Third yeah. eye? I don't know if I want to be seen with. They're pretty cool. I, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I might do a sheepskin. I might uh, sheepskin too because you can't. Yeah, I worked see. at a bike shop and you, they, crazy. Oh, no, <laughs> they funky. Yeah. Oh, they get pretty, yeah. pretty ripe. I think Oakley makes a third eye now. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Yeah, it's those stupid fucking glasses that bend over your nose. Yeah. Would you rather train for a full year using a pork or 
Diet or train for a full year only using dairy products on your ride. You can only ride, and the only things you can eat on long rides are either pork or dairy. What would you choose? <laughs> because of the phlegm, I'm going with pork. You're going I like pork? both. Yeah, You're going with pork. pork? So like bacon and... and sure. And, okay, pork sliders. chops. You know, little pork chops. chops. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little pork dip, loin. Little, little dipping yeah. sauce. Or, or pork roast, just shredded, or pulled pork. Right. Oh, that. that sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Jack, you obviously agree. You're a, you're a pork fan? Pork, yeah. Okay. Jackson. I love dairy, but yeah. If you've ever... Cheese? You wouldn't do the cheeses? Well, I, not I, on a ride. Awesome. Yeah. yeah I, I, do, I would do pork. If you've ever really felt the weight of what dairy can do on a digestive system, <laughs> one pork's way better than yeah. so. We're dairy. all we're all oh, with no. pork on this one. Would you rather have to go on every ride with a Let's Go Brandon jersey? Or, or or have to flip off every cyclist you see. Let's go, Brandon. You're you're wearing the let's go, yeah, Brandon. I'm not gonna flip. You don't want to kill the, the your local, your group, your people. You don't want to flip them off. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. Jackson. I would just scream as I'm going by. It's a joke, all right. I, it's a joke. It's sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. satire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think if you flipped off every cyclist that you went by, it'd be kind of funny. <laughs> After a while, I, I never expect that. Most of them, you got a good point. <laughs> yeah. Jackson, that yeah. would be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but just do it like kindly. Yeah, you know, like make <laughs> a funny, grin. make a funny face. <laughs> yeah, Fuck you. Fuck I think you. I'd do that because yeah. it, it's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah, Jack, let's go, I Brandon. Fully agree with Jackson. He that wow. was his best answer. That is the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think Jackson wins that one. There we go. Would it. you rather have a chamois made of cardboard or chamois cream made from jalapenos? Wow, that's Jack. That's both <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I'm I'm down for that jalapeno chamois. <laughs> Are you really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. If you have any sores, it'd probably be bad, but oh. I don't have sores. Oh, God. Or a body. Have you, you ever you... cut have you ever cut up jalapenos and then gone to the bathroom? Well, I my fiance cut up some jalapenos and her hand was uh burned. Like yeah. severely burned How do you know? the rest of the night. How do I know? Because she felt it. Her hand was burned. Oh, oh. <laughs> I know you tried to make I, a sexual I joke there, yeah, <laughs> and that was that was a good attempt. Yeah, yeah, that was a good try. Yeah. Uh, cardboard or jalapenos? Paul? Jalapeno. Jalapeno. Yeah, they get it numb down there a little bit. You know, you can ride forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jack, son. Oh, I said jalapeno. Already. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jackson. Did I pick you? No, uh-uh. you, no, you didn't pick. Yeah, so. I think uh, I'd take the cardboard because you can loosen up cardboard, but you that's can't loosen up your own skin. <laughs> you can water down soggy. cardboard. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm thinking. It wouldn't be so bad if it got wet. No, it just start right. reaching huh? into it like giant balls of yeah, cardboard. Not as entertaining. <laughs> no, that's true. Entertainment. When I come up with these, I never thought I'd get into this discussion with you guys, and it makes it more enjoyable. Uh, two left. Would you never? Would you rather never be able to ride over twenty miles an hour on a ride? Or be forced to always maintain seventy five percent of your max heart rate for every second you ride. So, in other words, you can. Your choice is: the second you leave your house, you have to be over seventy five percent of your max, or you can never ride over twenty miles an hour. Seventy five percent. You're seventy five. Oh yeah, easy. That's You're just like go balls up. out oh, yeah. for the rest of your life. Yep. Okay, Jack. That's how I ride. Yeah, um, that's how I like. I, I usually be there. every time yeah. I go to my whoop app, they're like, "Oh, for most of your ride, you were eighty yeah, percent yeah, over yeah, your yeah. regular." Take it easy, man. Yeah, you're, you're going a little too crazy. Yeah. 
Uh, Jack. Same. <laughs> Which one? 75. 75? 75. How about you? Everybody else said 75. You were going to say 20, aren't you? No. Well, I do I'd, that right now. I probably take the 75 because I enjoy that more but I would miss out on the soul rides as Jackson calls, you mm-hmm. know, and I love the soul rides where you get to go just kind of casually and slower, but, but nah, yeah, you got to learn to make 75. 75 your soul ride. Then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Last one. Would you rather have every dog on every ride chase you or every truck roll coal on you? Would you, would you rather have every truck that comes by you roll coal or every dog you see full-on chase you and it's ironic that bender was barking before yeah, i came up to this yeah, question. yeah 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 i think i would rather have every dog chase me because you can just squirt them with water and they run away okay but uh, or bash them with your pump i remember yeah it's Bruce a good Hunt reason to get yeah. beyond that 75 percent yeah then i'm so gonna go up to 100 dogs. yeah yeah it's sprinting with eddie yeah there's That's your right. movie reference yeah, there you go yeah, yeah. One can, he's a bastard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's a son of a bitch. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One can kill you. The other one is kind of cute. When a dog's I hurtling, a dog. when a little chihuahua is oh. coming after you, like it's it's kind of adorable because oh. it's like, what what fight are they really going to put up? You know. I had a three legged uh, pit bull chase me. Really? Yeah. Hold three ass. <laughs> yeah, he went down this Those uh, fuckers drain lock ditch. On. You're and, a, and you're he, screwed. Yeah, he was chasing, and he went down this drainage ditch and rolled and I started laughing set up and he came up and I saw slobber he's like are you fucking mine Satan. now yeah and I went oh <laughs> <laughs> he was coming hard yeah. I was over 75% effort right there yeah I hadn't even turned the cranks yet <laughs> <laughs> so the, you would the, the thing about the dog would be that's that'd be my choice but the thing about the rolling coal thing is there's always a stoplight ahead yeah and what do you where do? I ride but what do you do when you come up to the car? You're just like going, hey, fuck you. And then they shoot you. I mean, there's no winning <laughs> against the people no. who roll coal on you. They're twats to begin with. I have a coal rolling story I have to share. Please. So I'm going down <laughs> government way. And I, I can hear you can I can hear diesels from a while. And that slow down, he's just, you know, kind of coasting up. And then he hits it. Oh, yeah. And no coal came out. Mm. And I thought, uh, I bet you the guy, that's like equal, it's got to be equal to whiskey dick. You know, <laughs> exactly, you pick up a girl yeah. at, at a at a bar or something, and you're like, you're thinking you're hot shit, and then you can't get it up. Can't that's get it what up. happened. That was a roll call. And man. I was laughing. Yeah. I mean, I visibly was, I mean, I had to take my hands off the bar. I thought it was, because I could see his frustration. It's like, yeah. no coal. So. I uh I sent you guys a, a text earlier in the week about I'm not gonna resp- re- repeat it but if you ever wanna if you ever wanna know about the assholes who roll coal look it up on Urban Dictionary it's 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 a very pretty funny good. term that yeah. one's pretty funny yeah that was pretty over the top uh did we get everybody's responses yeah you you take the dogs. dogs Paul you'd take the dogs Jack you'd take the dogs and you. I'd probably take the dogs too because you know it's just dogs are controllable. Assholes and trucks are just doing their thing. Yeah. 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 Well, there we go. I think I think we've solved the world's problems. Even though we missed about two thirds of my cycling stories. (laughs) Because we have a tendency to ramble on. We had a slow start. We did. Well that yeah, that was just well, before we went on air, keep trying to get everything figured out with Jack. Yeah. Jack, how long's the the house job gonna take? 
house job um <clears throat> i'm thinking mid-september oh shit but okay yeah yeah so we got a little time left i'll be over in spokane um uh i think a week from now and i will be bringing my bike <clears throat> i don't know if i'll get a chance to ride in spokane but we're gonna be two days in spokane what? and then wow. i know yeah and then like i think three or four days in bend where i will be riding my bike for sure yeah i know I'm what you're going down there for ride. yeah yeah and so and then back to vancouver after that so i kind of almost have a week off i mean in spokane i gotta work but I may get in a ride, so if you guys want to like meet up for a ride or something, I might be able to keep up. No, nah, it'd be good. It'd be good. I think it'd be good. Anybody have any events in, in the future? Jackson shook his head. TT. Paul's got the TT. As long as it's going to happen. You guys, if you're in the state of Washington, sign up for that fucking TT. I would do it. I, you know, I, I wanted to do it as my punishment on the old school TT bike. I should I like ask the, him. Mm. I like the drinking on the bike. So are, are we leaning towards that for the punishment? Uh, I think the, so. The, what do you guys the, think? The, the beer mile? There we go. You I don't have, have to camera? do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll no, do Jack it. and I have to do it. Yeah. yeah. Four mile beer, four yeah. mile. Jack, when on you. on the road, right? No, no. It's on the trainer. God, you're such a pussy. I'm not drinking four <laughs> beers and driving <laughs> in traffic. Fuck, I could. I'm. And we'll let Sam choose the beer that you drink. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. Jack, when you're here, you're here next week? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I, I have two two Wahoo trainers we might have to set side by side. Will it scratch my bike? No, no. you're going to be on a trainer unless you It doesn't fall matter. Off it's a disc bike. brake bike anyway. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. There you go, everybody. We might have to not only videotape it, but live stream the entire beer mile. Beer four mile. It's, a, it's we, four miles. You drink a beer every mile. There yeah. you go. You pound it a beer every four miles. not be moving down the road. Yeah, it's it's called drinking and driving, and it's illegal. Yeah, it, that's a DUI. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Even on a bike. Oh, yeah. fuck. <laughs> oh, the technicality. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rule smooths. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, everybody. Uh, that's That come, brings us to the end of another Packfield podcast. I believe we have something to look forward to in the future, other than the fact that next week is going to be a wealth of preview show because huh. it's time for our last three-week grand tour of the year. Is it, are you guys motivated for it? Am I the yeah. only one who's oh, trying no. to find I'm myself jacked. back? Really? Oh, no. I'm ready. Because I'm like, zero, yes, first one, tour, holy shit. Well, it's like the really? best spot. All right. Grand tour. I'm in. I'm in. You watch. It's hard to predict. Okay. Mm -hmm. There we go. Uh, like, subscribe, tell a friend, and we will talk to you next week. There we go. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.